Hello, everyone. <laughs> I don't know, it's so funny. I literally don't know, it's so funny. You know what, this is the second Monday in a row that I just think it's funny. Um, <laughs> and now I'm gonna have to edit this out <laughs> when it comes to the podcast. Um, so we are back with another. <laughs> There is nothing funny. <laughs> We're back with another one. <laughs> I don't even care if you guys walk off. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, and now I'm just wasting all of our time. Okay, so we are back with a um, another the Bible said what <laughs> I guess I'm just a little bit um, extra happy today I have no idea like even at work um, one of my co-workers are like you're just giggly today and I'm like yeah because Mondays are kind of funny uh, I wish they were never here um yeah so I got I want to welcome you guys back to another Monday and to another Bible said what and um, this uh, story that we're about to get into is like, I like this story, but then I don't. It's Abraham's story. And the reason why I like it is because of the drama. But the reason why I don't is because who wants that much drama in their life? So, I mean, just from the very beginning, this is the first chapter that we're really getting into that has to do with him and it's just kind of like <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna try to say this the right way without sounding like there's no you know but God really does not care about the flaws we see <laughs> because I'm telling you if it literally he literally does not care about the flaws that we see because it's almost like he um, doesn't really see our flaws. He made us the way that we are. And so it's just one of those things that, I don't know. It, it's just one of those things that, I don't know, like, I, you know, I can point out so many mistakes with this one man and I'm not even gonna compare the character in the Bible that I have, hello that I have a lot of relation to. It's really funny. Um, I don't want to point out my flaws just yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just interesting that, you know, we know from the very beginning that Abraham was chosen. And if you don't know, if you haven't read the Bible or anything like that, you're going to find out here if you, you know, stick around. You don't have to stick around, like it's your choice. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I just think it's uh, fairly interesting of how much like we are so hard on ourselves and God is like I chose you and I trust you and it, I just I love that because from the very beginning Abraham I'm telling you I mean we're gonna go through lying <laughs> so um if you guys are lost uh last week so if you guys are lost or if you're new to my live what I usually do is just read one chapter out of the Bible we are only in Genesis and we are on the 12th chapter so you're not far behind um, 
but yeah I just go through the Bible and go through one chapter and just kind of explain you know the story because I know a lot of people get confused when they read the Bible um, so I just kind of explain the story and just explain God's love it's it's in-depth as far as the stories but it's not too in-depth as far as um, religion I just want everyone the, the whole point in these lives are for you to get a relationship with God if you don't have one to restore your relationship with God if you did have one if you don't know who God is to learn about God so that is the whole point in the podcast and lives so um we are gonna go ahead and get started last week was chapter I can't remember if it was chapter 10 or 11 but last week we talked about the Tower of Babel and um, we kind of learned um, we, what we learned out of that chapter was where the different languages on earth came from and then uh, we also got an introduction to Abraham right now his name is Abram God changes his name later but we are not there yet so we're gonna go ahead and dive right in. So it just introduces Abraham, which is Abram. I'm gonna use Abram from for right now since that's what we're gonna be reading in the Bible. <laughs> so Abram, Sarai, which is Sarah, his wife, and um, Lot, which is his nephew, which I already read a chapter ahead and I'm just... <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, so, um, oh, and if you want to follow along, I read the King James Version, but you can read any version of the Bible because the Bible is the Bible. So, let's get into it. Abra uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from the kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will shew thee and I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make them and make thy name great and that thou shalt bleh, obviously it's Monday and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So we're on, um, we're going to go on to verse four, but I just wanted to like stop for a second. And when, when God chooses Noah, we get a reason like why, like Noah was living his life upright and you know, like Noah was bomb. We get like really no reason as to why Abraham or well Abram at this time was chosen. We don't we we really don't know and not not that you know God has to validate anything to us, but he just was chosen. Like it's not one of these things where we don't know if he was living right. Um, you know, we don't know we do kind of know where he comes from because that's why we kind of skip a chapter because it tells us, you know, that anyone who reads the chapters that I skip will learn about where the the bloodline of the families come from. So it, it is important, um, but I, I don't read it on the lives just because it's a lot of names and different things like that. So we just go over the main part of the story. 
but we really kind of don't get a reason as to what like what why God chose him and honestly we don't really need a reason but I just think it's fairly interesting especially considering um, and if anyone has read this story before how much you know he goes through and how much he's tested and different things like that um, this is the same person who almost sacrificed his son um, you know showing his faithfulness to God so I just think it's very interesting um, that we don't get like a pretense on him we find out more about him throughout his walk with God we don't know what he was like before so it's just really interesting um, so let's go on to verse 4 so Abram departed oh and let me just go over one through three so and this is interesting too because God literally tells him he's like leave your country and I'll bless you and I like that like you know if anyone is like really trying to work on their faith you can literally you know you can and I'm just saying this you know out of experience if you are working on your faith you can have faith in God God will literally tell you to do stuff that makes no sense and it still works so it's one of those things that if you follow God and follow God's word, he is really going to bless you. Like, and he loves keeping his promises. He's never broken a promise. So if God told you leave, go somewhere else and you'll be blessed. It's almost like one of these things, like, would you do it? Because I know that especially because he was with his family, you got to think about everything. He was with his family. He was in a land that was familiar to him. He probably already had his own plans like to just leave is is like ludicrous a lot of people don't do that so already that alone shows a lot about abraham and his trust in god like and then you know looking forward to his promise that had to be awesome that god came to you and he says look i want you to do this because i want this for you you know so if god has spoken to you and he has promised you something trust in that promise because he's gonna come through because we see that through Abraham even though Abraham went through times where you know he really did not trust the promise or you know doubted a little bit which we all go through I'm not trying to like bag on Abraham but yeah so anyways let's go forward so Abram departed as the Lord had so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And remember, Lot is Abraham's nephew. And Abram, I need to keep saying Abram, because his name is not Abraham yet. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. So imagine you're that old. Um, and... God tells you hey it's time for you to leave because we got plans <laughs> like you know it's one of those things where you're you're established and settled so this is a big move for him verse 5 and Abram took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son and all their substance that they had that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan and into the land of Canaan they came. So remember when we were talking about Canaan? Um, I think, well, let's go forward. Verse six, and Abram passed through the land unto the place of 
Sitchum. I am having a hard time with that one and I even listened to it. Like I read it on my own and I even listened to it and I still kind of don't know how to pronounce that one. So verse six, and Abram passed through the land unto the place of Sitchum, which I, Sikkim, unto the plain of Moray, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, unto thy seed, I will give this land. Okay, so this is where, okay. So the Canaanites, I think we learn about them, uh, you know, a little bit later, but remember Canaan, he was the one that was cursed from Noah because one of Noah's son was gossiping about him and had seen him naked and like Noah was like really, really mad. Um, so I can't remember right now because um, of course we're not on those chapters yet. I can't remember right now um, where the Canaanites come in at. But of course, this was the land that was going to be promised to Abram, okay? <clears throat> and so I'm at seven. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded uh, he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. So I, oh, here, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm getting really excited. Mm, okay, so yes, I can pause right here. So I like this part because as soon as God speaks, instead of Abraham doubting or saying, oh no, you know, making up excuses like Moses, we'll go into that later. Um, instead of him, you know, going through these emotions that we go through, he immediately rejoiced and thanked God with building an altar. Like that's beautiful. Like you can learn a lot about faithfulness through Abram because he just, he, he just believed God's word no matter what. And like even the times that, you know, you know, maybe he showed a little bit of doubt through his actions. He still like held on to his promise. Like even with some of the actions that he had, he felt like he was, you know, doing right by God with his promise. We'll go over that later. But yeah, like it's really, really, um, I don't know. I think it's very interesting um, with he just right like. And that is the spirit we're supposed to have. As soon as God speaks and he's speaking into our life, like let's say, you know, he told you you were supposed to minister and that, you know, you're going to have income that you don't have to worry about. And you're just, you know, the human brain wonders, well, how is this stuff that's supposed to happen? Instead of Abram doing that, he like immediately rejoiced and was like, yes, I'm down. That is awesome because it cuts out, it cuts out, you know, and don't get me wrong, he, he had his own journey, but it cuts out just that doubt. He just he just trusted God, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. So we're really going to learn through him how to really put our faith and our trust in God, you know? And so verse 8, And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and high on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. And there was a famine in the land. And Abram went down into Egypt to, soj to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. So this is a tough famine. It's killing people. <coughs> and um, Egypt is mentioned 
a lot throughout the Bible. So we find out a lot about the Egyptians and who they are. And wow, I, t- I thought, you guys, I thought my Instagram was on mute. <laughs> wow, that freaked me out for a second there. All right. Anyways. So number 11, and it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, then he said unto Sarai, his wife, behold, I know that thou art fair woman to look upon. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that thou shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. Say, I pray thee, Thou art my sister, and that, <coughs> ooh, sorry, not in that, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. So he was like, look, you super fine, you super beautiful, that's why I married you. I mean, we got connection and stuff, but you good looking at 75. Because mind you, they was kind of around the same age, feel me? So he's like, look. I don't want my life at risk. Just let them know we're siblings. It's good. We'll both survive. We're just going to get through this. Okay? <laughs> so he tells Sarah, Sarai, not Sarah yet. So used to their names being Abraham and Sarah. He tells her, please lie so we can save our lives. Okay? And so we're going to go on to number 14. And it came to pass that when Abraham was come into Egypt, the Egyptians beheld the woman that she was very fair. The princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. So first of all, she walking in Egypt, she looking all beautiful, like, uh, 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 like, you know, everybody's feeling it. They're like, Ooh, paparazzi, feel me. Right. Just imagine your favorite, like maybe Beyonce or Megan Fox. You know, pick your pick. The most beautiful woman, they they just looking at her like she's famous, okay? She's looking around, you know. Then the princes see her and they like, what? Girl, come here. Come see our our dad, okay? Then they bring her to Pharaoh, okay? They bring her to Pharaoh and he's like, he's impressed. (laughs) I mean, imagine. And you know what? It's so funny because like a lot of the kings in, you know, in these times well period when they see a beautiful woman they start losing their mind it's like chill out bro all right so they take her into pharaoh's house and let's go to 16 and he entreated abram well for her sake so because she told him that's my brother oh then he getting the good treatment so imagine you know they pampering her then he get the pampered treatment because we brother and sister instead of husband and wife so okay so that's what's going on so and he entreated abram well for her sake and he had sheep and oxen and asses and man serve men servants and maid servants and she asses and camels and the lord plagued pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of sarai abram's wife So remember in the very beginning um, of this chapter, God promises, um, God promises Abram, if anyone does any wrong to you, they'll be cursed. If anyone does, you know, blesses you, they'll be blessed. So this was one of the things that Pharaoh had did wrong because he, 
he took Abram's wife and you know what it's kind of interesting because it's kind of not Pharaoh's fault because he thought that that was um he thought that that was Abram's sister but you can't take someone else's wife so <laughs> and so God always keeps his promise even when we're wrong well we we deal with Abram's lies later anyways so and Pharaoh called Abram and said what is that what is this that um and Pharaoh called Abram and said what is this that thou hast done unto me why didst thou not tell me that she was thy wife so basically he's like why did you do that why didn't you why, why, why did you lie and say that that was your sister <laughs> you know what I think it would have been better if maybe he would have said his wife was his friend because they're friends saying that that's his sister well now you're just pushing it you feel me or maybe she, he could have said that you know I'm her servant because in a marriage you serve each other so I don't, I don't he shouldn't have lied okay um and I understand why he lied because he was trying to save his life but he shouldn't have lied I wonder how the story would have went differently if he would have just been honest because remember God promised him a land and nothing's gonna happen so anyways we can move on number 19 why saidest thou she is my sister so I might have taken her to me to wife now therefore behold thy wife take her and go thy way so he's like look <laughs> I wanted her she's yours get up out of here I mean like honestly get out of here with all that so especially because now his house is getting cursed and having all these plagues and so number 20 and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him and they sent him away and his wife and all that they had so here's the best part right we learn with Abram that throughout his walk with God he makes mistakes that I'm very very sure that the story would have went differently if he would have just been honest um, <clears throat> because the way that Pharaoh is speaking is almost like he had Sarai and I don't know exactly if that happened but if he was interested in her to wipe her and he's a king things happen quickly you know and we don't really get a timeline on this we just get you know what happened but the best part about this story what comes out of it is that they get more stuff so really they get they kind of get blessed because Pharaoh of course he treats Abram right and he gives him a whole bunch of um, animals and different things like that and he doesn't take it back he lets them leave with it so everywhere and we're gonna learn that pretty much everywhere Abram went he was blessed like even with him fighting he was blessed and it was because of his faithfulness to God and stuff and even through his mistakes so one of the things that I would like everyone to get out of this particular um, chapter is to trust God and blindly because when you trust God blindly, especially in his word, 
you are going to find out how much you can be blessed. And not only that, but how, how many others will be blessed around you because we learn that too. And remember, just with Abram having favor with God, God said, anybody touch you, anybody mess with you, they're gonna be messed with. Anybody bless you, anyone treat you right, they're gonna be blessed, they're gonna be treated right. So it, it truly, it, one of the things that I love about this chapter is God said, go and he did it. That's how we should be. When God gives us a word, and I'm not just talking to you guys, I'm talking to myself too. When God gives us a word, we should be zealous to do it and happy to do it because whatever we imagine for ourselves that is good, he is going to surpass that and by like a trillion, you know? So it's, it's gonna be one of these things where you're going to be blessed even if you don't see the outcome right away. So that is the number one thing that I loved about this chapter is seeing Abram's faithfulness and his trust in God right away, right away. Like awesome, like literally just boom, God said, go, he left. You see what I'm saying? And it was a big deal for him to leave because he left his home too. So I hope that you guys liked the chapter. Um, if you guys didn't, that's too bad. Read it again. <laughs> Um, and I hope that you guys got out of it what I got out of it and got something out of it yourself that God spoke through you while we were reading it. Remember that we're all God's little children and he loves us very much and he just wants us to be happy. And I will see you guys next week with chapter 13 where Lot gets a little out of pocket. Anyways, everyone have a blessed night and remember you're God's little children and he loves you very much. Have a good night. Yeah, you did. Oh, actually, my bad, my bad, my bad. I wanted to play a song, and it, you know what? I know that there are some um, some some people that may have may have because uh, I was about to end it, but I know that there are. Um, okay, let me start over. I had a really really hard time getting rid of secular music and I believe that um, if you're if you have not opened your world to Christian music or if you just if you're trying to open your world to Christian music but you don't know what to look for or you don't know what is available to you then it can be hard getting rid of secular music and I don't know who's having this struggle but this is something that I felt blessed to talk about tonight just really quick so I was going to go ahead and play a song and let you guys jam to just one song. Um, the, the song is uh, is called Jesus Groove and it's by Kenny Rivers. And no, this is not a sponsorship or anything. I just like this artist and I found his music and I thought that it would be cool for you guys to learn that you don't have to listen to booty bumping music to jam. You can literally worship God and jam at the same time because music belongs to God. And music is supposed to glorify God in so many ways. And those who speak music and who, those who speak music and listen to secular music and you are struggling, I've had that struggle and it took me years. I didn't get rid of secular music until last year, 
but I promise you the moment that you make up your mind and get rid of it, it there's going to be so much clarity when it comes to prayer and it comes when it comes to your conversation with God and reading the Bible. Getting rid of certain avenues that you know the devil can enter into will get rid of a lot of the traffic in your mind. So, I just wanted to play this one song just to prove to you guys that you can groove. If you don't like the song, I don't care because I still like it. And guess what? God likes it because it glorifies him. So get used to it. And I guess I'll probably do this, you know, whenever God lays it on my heart, just to introduce Christian music to other people. This one was under um, the genre of rap and hip hop. Um, but it's just kind of like a smooth little, you know, kind of like a smooth little jam. And if you listen to the words, it's really, really nice. So just remember that, like, if you're having a hard time getting rid of secular music, you can get rid of it because I was one of those. And they have, you know, just like the devil is trying, he has, it seems like he has everything, but he can't have everything because he has to copy God. Or literally have a copycatter. Okay? So... If the devil has music, God has music too, in every genre, every language. So I'm proving a point here. So if you're having a hard time, you don't have to. You literally just have to seek, knock, and ask, and God will answer that door. All right, so I hope that you guys like it. I'm going to end the live after it, this song is done. And